this episode... He described how his first year in that role was a real struggle. His boss was 10,000 kilometers away in the US. Mike, I don't even know how you got this job. Well, oh, that, that would have <laughs> really beefed him up a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. In the first year in the job, Mike didn't hit the numbers. And so he had a big problem. So he said, what will I do about it? Not only did they meet their targets, they exceeded them. Describing the trail of disaster and bodies wherever this sales guy had gone. People going, thank goodness, we thought this guy was a protected species, you know? Performance on the one hand and engagement on the other. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. Hey, it's good to be back, Mark, uh, after this little break for the yeah. month of June. So um, we've been recording some episodes for you. So looking forward to getting back into it. Yeah, yeah it's good to be back in the studio, as it were. Now, the virtual studio. We'll get we'll get right into the story, uh, Mark. I believe you got one for us. So why don't you lay it on us, and we can have a chat about it. I do, I do. And I was racing around today, looking for a story to use in the podcast, and I, I resorted to my story bank. And bingo! In my story bank was this cool little story that I collected in uh, October two thousand and ten. So um, I was at a conference in Sydney and one of the speakers was a guy called Mike Shove. Now, Mike, at the he was he looked after Asia for CSC. What was that? Computer Sciences Corporation? Yeah, CSC. that's what it used to be called. Yep. Yeah. So um, Mike was talking about uh, his previous role with CSC, which was head of Australia. And he described how his first year in that role was a real struggle. Uh, his boss was 10,000 kilometers away in the US and remembered his boss had said to him how, Mike, I don't even know how you got this job. But oh, that, that would have got... really beefed him up a little bit. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pumped him up. Um, and, he, and, and Mike said, look, my boss, all he really wanted was a bag of money every 90 days. And his boss had said, Mike, just hit your numbers and everything will be okay. Yeah, well. In the first year in the job, Mike didn't hit the numbers. And so he had a big problem. So he's thinking, what will I do about it? And he decided, well, sales obviously was going to help solve that. So he hired a new sales guy. This guy was a real gun, gun salesperson. And so in the second year, not only did they meet their targets, they exceeded them. And so Mike's happy days, but only at one level. Right. Because there was the uh, another problem, which was that, he Mike regularly had the HR director in his office describing the trail of disaster and bodies wherever this sales guy had gone. Um, people complaining about the problems he was causing, the way he behaved, the way he treated people. And even though he was hitting his numbers and you know, helping Mike achieve what his boss had told him explicitly he needed, Mike just found that his behaviour was unacceptable. So he's got a problem. What do I do? This guy's saving my backside, but at the same time, he's behaving in a way that is unacceptable. And so he said, I fired him. Just called him in and said, your behavior, not acceptable, and fired him. And he was quite concerned about the ramifications. And But what happened was he got an enormous amount of feedback from across the business that was really positive. People going, thank goodness, we thought this guy was a protected species, you know, 
uh, as long as he hit his numbers, he could treat people any way he wanted. Yeah. And so um, Mike finished that little example by saying, the amazing thing for me was that after I fired him, the numbers continued to improve. And so it's just a really good example how leaders always need to be in, have in their mind the balance between performance on the one hand and engagement on the other. Um, and that uh, oftentimes engagement is the, uh, is the more important. Well, good on him for doing that. I mean, a lot of leaders just let it slide, don't they? Um, yeah. So yeah. that's that's great to hear. It's good to see. I think anything it really shows character of a leader when they have to make a tough decision like that. They're always good insights into how they operate. Um, yeah, no, that's that's great. Okay, let's let's chat about what we like in that story. I, I tell you one of the phrases that I love was um, when you said he was a protected species, you know. That was uh, that grabbed me. I love that little phrase. I wasn't expecting that, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that's something really good. The other thing that I mean, it's a nice contrast, isn't it? You know, you sort of go from a guy's got a problem, he fixes the problem. Now he's got another problem, right? And then he has to fix that. <laughs> so you know, you sort of got these ups and downs um, through that story, which of course we always we always love. Uh, yeah. What well, for you? Do you like in the story, Mark? Well, I, I like the what he, he'd said, uh, how his boss had said, I don't even know how you got the job, but just give me a bag of money every 90 days and we'll be mates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that made me smile, actually, sort of this <laughs> idea of, um, I yeah, how did you get the job of CEO? <laughs> a bit of a, yeah. bit of a concern when your boss is saying that. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a nice business story. And you know what it brought to mind for me was that, you know, you have, I have seen leaders make that tough call, but it's nearly always presented in the organisation that the person is stepping down for personal reasons. Mm -hmm. I always mm -hmm. find that a little annoying, you know, like why can't they say we're letting this guy go because his behaviour wasn't right? I know it's all these legal stuff that, you know, obviously they're, they're worried about, but how strong would that message be to the, to the organisation? Hey, we don't... Yep put up with that sort of behavior um i suppose the you know the the um the gossip you know sort of network is working overtime to actually tell the real story but um but i mean if you i'd like to see more people do that yeah yeah i've, I've worked with another company where there was this legendary story from five years earlier where the, the gun salesperson had been fired for exactly the same reason. And everybody had, you know, basically the day this person left, there were parties in the office. Right, right. Um, okay, right. So, yeah, they, they have an enormous impact, Pete, you know, just put yeah. one bad, bad, bad apple, as they say. Um, what would you... One of the things that I... Yeah, yeah. It, I, yes, that's exactly right. The, the thing that didn't have, it didn't have any anything visual, any specific moments... No, that you could, you know, like even if I could have done something as simple as I remember I was sitting in the room in Sydney, you know, there was like 500 people in the room, you know, yep. big ballroom, big screens, mics up on stuff. Yeah, even that could have added, a, a, you know, just, just that little bit of impact to the story. You know, the only bit that was visual for me, uh, and it wasn't, it was because it was dialogue. And that was that little bit of dialogue of, mm -hmm. you know, hey, Mike, I had no idea even how you got this job. You know, so I was imagining that conversation. Um, 
but of course you don't really have a picture of where where it happened or anything like that so yeah i agree some visual elements would be nice mm. um i'd it love to know where mike is story i would like to know i, where I, mike I know is exactly today. where he is i know exactly where, where he is yeah. he's he's retired he's in the u.s he's and he's linkedin profile i, I went and checked it out yeah he's right. uh, he's uh, golfing and fishing good on him good on yeah. him after a big career why not? And his it, it's, his LinkedIn profile has retired exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark. <laughs> All those years of getting the bags of money, yeah, yeah, um, fantastic. Well, uh, I'm just thinking: is there anything else that we could uh, suggest to improve that story? Where would you use this story, Mark? Like, where, what, what's your ideal scenario? Um, Oh, look, if I was talking, so I, I think there's many ways you could use this. Yeah. First of all, most people who are new into, into roles, you know, team leader roles, management roles, they don't quite get the, you know, that they've got these two dimensions to deal with, you know, performance and engagement. And it's a useful way to illustrate that. Yeah. You know, both are important. Yes, you need to hit the numbers, but you also need to take your people on the journey. And it's a constant balancing act to get that right. Yes. Yes, that's right. You know, one of the things I found kind of interesting in the story was, so the guy leaves, you know, and he's the big gun sales guy, yet they continue to hit their and exceed their targets. I'm just sort of fascinated. How, how did that happen? Like, did they by osmosis learn his techniques and started to put, or did they just believe in themselves a bit more because they were hitting their numbers and, and just continued on or in that or period, did they, did they were employ they, new people? I don't know. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, again, they're, they're all plausible. Uh, one of the plausible uh, explanations in my mind is that people, uh, uh, by that action, realised that they were, you know, that people did care about them and engagement went up. And we know that there's a, you know, a correlation between engagement and performance. So yeah. uh, engagement goes up, performance goes up. So people maybe, uh, maybe they've been treated badly in the past. Um, so but we don't know, of course. Yeah. So it's, that's an in interesting thing, isn't it? You know, like what's the mechanism by which that occurs? Um, so, yeah, and no, I thought that was that was interesting. Well. Um, so other business applications. Oh, so yeah, when, business that, that applications. Was, that was yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That, that was one potential business application. Um, I suppose, you know, the business application for me would be around, um, you know, What's what? What are simple ways in which you can increase performance? You know, maybe find the guys who, guys or gals who are, you know, being assholes and um, getting them out of the business. And there's there's plenty of them. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. they're a bit hard to find sometimes. Well, yeah, uh, I I think that's a, an excellent business application of that story. Uh, because for me, like when I talk to managers and they go, how do I improve engagement? One of the things I always go is stop doing the things that piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop doing them. Yeah, and exactly. And so if you've got somebody who's behaving very badly, it really doesn't matter how, what sort of performance level, you know, it doesn't matter how far they're exceeding their numbers. Um, yeah. Well, they're dragging so many other people you know, down around them, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like they're climbing over others to hit their targets. Yeah, and, indeed. Yeah. yeah, so I think that'd be another way to, to use that story. No, it's a good one. And Pop just it into your simple, story bank. Yeah, simple lessons. 
folks, as a leader, do the right thing. Yeah, it might not be the easy thing, but you should do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to sort of see how that plays out in organizations, right? And sorry, as we're doing this, there's one more. You know, if most organizations will have values, right? And respect or uh, integrity, yeah. uh, you know, words like that. You, if you did have values like that, then you could use this sort of example to illustrate. And so, folks, so there was no respect there. So we got rid of him. If you don't live our values, there's no place for you. Here. You're out. You're out of here. Yep. Okay. Let's rate this baby. I guess it's up to me to rate it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your turn. I told the story. Ah, look, I think this is a good story. I think it's one I could tell and uh, I can imagine myself tell it. So on the basis of that, I'm getting a strong seven and a half. Oh, he's gone. He first one of the year is a half measure. Uh, well, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm very similar. Uh, it's a very workmanlike story. Um, it's got good utility. I... It's been in my story bank since 2010, and I don't know that I ever used it, um, which right. tells me something about the story. Yeah, yeah. So, so with that in mind, I will give it a seven, but I'll also keep. I'll, I'll monitor if I use it. Right for the upgrade or downgrade. Yes. Okay. Good. Very good. Okay, guys. Well, that's our first episode back. Um, I hope everyone's 2022 is is going well. Um, we just want to thank everyone for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And of course, tune in next week for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.